Good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Mem Hey in Meseches Yevamos. We'll start three lines up from the bottom of Mem Dalad Amid Beis. And hopefully get to three lines up from the bottom of Mem Hey Amid Beis. That will be a standalone sugya, a topic of its own. As always, the shir is Le'il Nishmas Rav Chaim Zev Malinowitz Zatzal, who once gave me a sefer called Agan HaSahar, which is a fat, fat book written by the Roshiva Skoki back in the old days of Chicago uh, about the international dateline because he saw that I had interest in it. And um, so I'll shout out to Matt from Chicago, the old school Chicago people. I am in a fabulous mood because Rav Schwab is here and because Andrew, as always, is here and because we were able to, we were to learn on Cholomoyed. It's Erev, the second days of Pesach. May we experience a, the final gula all together, Bezat Hashem, this year and... Um, in any event, I'll start with a joke because I'm in such a great mood. That was said, it's originated, it's attributed, well, it's relevant to our Gemara, it's not just a joke. It's attributed to the author of the Agan Hasar, the old Rashiva Skoki. He was actually fired uh, at some point. And, but the board of Ed of Skoki Shiva, this is an old joke, you may have heard it, um, had the... Um, lack of judgment to ask him to speak at the dinner because he was fired right before the dinner. Hello. So he uh, was asked to speak. That was not a good idea. He was an outspoken person. And so he said this following. Tell me if you ever heard this one, Andrew. He said that Aleinu, Asher Yatzer, and the Mamzer uh, went to Hashem to complain. You ever hear this one? So what was the complaint? Aleinu complained, why am I always at the end of davening when people are rushing out? So... Hashem said, that's not a bad point. I'll put you in the high holiday liturgy of the Musaf. <laughs> right? So that was a good compensation. Asher Yatza said, come on, man. Really? This is a bracha. This is, this is what we're doing now? So he said, I will put you under, as one of the Sheva brachas under the chuppah. So that was a good compensation. It's a beautiful event. And the moms there came and he complained and said, come on, man. It's, it's hard to be a moms there. Uh, so he said, okay, you know what? I'll make you the head of the board of ed of uh, Skokie Yeshiva. <laughs> so, <laughs> in any event, so we have the question now of who is a so mamzer? Uh, Rabbi Howers, Shalita, is speaking about the conversion controversy all through Yontiv. This is the mamzer controversy. You know, it's an issue. Who's a mamzer? We're going to do some halacha la today. So let's start. Without further ado. Amar Rabba Bar Bar Chana Amar Biochanan. Right? You have a Jewish, you have a Jewish woman, right? So this, the son is going to be Jewish, as we've already discussed in Yevamos. But the father is an Akum, right, or an Eved, and therefore is does that taint the child? This father's not Jewish, right? He's an he's an Eved Knani. And so, is the Vlad Jewish? Certainly, because the mother is Jewish. But it is considered a mamzer. That becomes very controversial. Manakol modim, Baruchanan says in the name of Yochanan, everybody agrees that he's a mamzer. So, who's everybody? Who are we trying to include? Shimon Teimani. The Afal Gav, the Amr Shimon Teimani, ain't mamzer mechayve lavin. Right, so typically speaking, there is a chi of love, by the way, obviously, for the Jewish girls, we've already discussed, to cohabit with an akum. It's a chi of love, but that's not an isarkaris, right? And therefore, if it's not an isarkaris, then it should not, according to Shimon Etemani, as we discussed in yesterday's daf, be considered, a, it should not result in a mamzer. Okay. 
However, in this particular case, even though it's only Nisr Lav, even Shimon HaTeimani would agree that it's a Mamzer. Why? Because when do we say that Ein Mamzer Mechayi Lavin? Hani, merely as we arrive at Mehmed Aleph, Mechayi Lavin, the Tavtabu Kiddushin. Yeah. It's the of Lav is because usually when you have an Isser Lav, right, then the Kiddushin is Tophes, right? So let's say if you have a Grusha Lakoin, right? A Kohen is not allowed to marry a Grusha, but if they do so, they will be considered married, right? Okay. That would be considered Tafsibu Kiddushin. Aval Hacha, so typically we say Tfisus Kiddushin means that, that there won't be a Mamzer. And that's what Shimon Atimani means when he says a Chi of Lav is, does not result in a Mamzer. And, and conversely, just to speak it out, if there's an Isra Kares, let's say somebody marries an Erva, somebody marries their own mother, so to speak. Attempts to do so. That's Masnel Mashakatsubatara, right? That you cannot even do, right? You can bring Nussi Gross and Jeffrey Wretches and, 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 you know, Rabbi Hopper. They could say all the brachos onto the chuppah. That condition is not going to work at all. They don't need to get nothing. Chiyuve kares, the, the condition are not tofes, right? That's as if nothing happened. So if that, in that union, there certainly will be mamzeris. So it's not really whether it's a chayiv lav, a chayiv karis, according to Shimon Atimani, it's really whether the kiddushin are tofes or not. And here, avalhacha, over kachavim ve'eved, right, the eved kanani and the akum, even though, right, it's only nisar lav, kevin de lo tafsi behu kiddushin, says the Gemara, since it's not a tfisas kiddushin, so that's interesting, right? And that makes sense. It's an nisar lav to marry a shagitz, but... It's, even though it's only Nisar Lav, you can have all of the trappings of the, of the ceremony and you're not going to have, and, and it's not going to be considered an actual wedding, halachically, Bro. right? A marriage. So we're literally second line up from the top of the hand. Yeah, you got a little Goldberg here. Wow. Kevin Dolotasvi Kedushin, Kechayve Krisis Dummy. So it's considered Kechayve Krisis in what sense? In the sense that what? In the sense that there is no Tfisis Kedushin and therefore the child should be considered, right, a... Uh, a mamzer. This is what Rashi walks you through. There's a somewhat lengthy Rashi that goes through the process. How do we know? How do we know that, that, that this is right? In Parakatesad, we said, It says, In the case of the Yifat Toar, right? In the case of the Yifat Toar, we say that if she goes, right, a man goes out to war, he finds an Eishas Yifat Toar. So it says that she goes through a process. When she goes through that process, he can then marry her. That would be a Tfisas Kiddushin. She's a Shiksa, right? But that would be a Tfisas Kiddushin once she goes through that process. Says the Limud, right? What we've learned is that it, and this is what Rashi brings out, that it's only after going through that process that she can have a Tfisas Kiddushin. But a Shiksa Be'alma, right? A regular situation where you are trying to have a Kiddushin with a non, right? With a Shegetz or a Shiksa, with an Akum, in a regular case, that is not going to have Tfisa Kedushin. It's only in that unique Yafatar case where after the procedure you could have Tfisa Kedushin, otherwise not. Fine. So that's how we know there's no Tfisa Kedushin and therefore even Shimon Taimani would agree that you have a Mamzerus from there. So now we're going to challenge this um, reference to Shim, this, that this applies to Shimon Taimani from another Brisa. Okay, so the Brisa says in the Tanakama that if an Akum or an Evid Kanani are with a Jewish woman, the blood is mamzer, so you'd say everybody would agree to that. Except Rab Shimon ben Yehuda Omer, Ain Mamzer Elam Mimishi, Sura Isur Erva Anosh Kares. Rab Shimon ben Yehuda, in the Brisa, right, so he's a Tana, he's saying that the only way you have mamzer is if the Isur is an Isur Erva and an Anosh Kares. Well, 
the, the reason this is a kasha on us is because the question is, how do we know that Shimon Ateimani doesn't agree with Rishim ben Yehuda? In other words, when we say Akol Modim, we take Shimon Ateimani, we say there's one shita out there that, would, that even the shita that holds that you need to have an Isra Karis um, would, would agree in the Ovet Kachavim since there's no Tfisus Kiddushin. But once we see a precedent in a brisa of a shita that there is a Mamzerus, um, only in the presence of a Isser Kares, or an Isser Erva, right? An Isser Erva with an ownish of Kares, so then it's quite possible that Shimon Tamani would agree with him. How do we know that he does not? Once there's precedent, so this says, Elam Reb Yosef, Mana Kol Modim, Rebbe. And we said, I call Modim, we do not mean Reb Shimon, right? Atemani, he may have agreed with Reb Shimon ben Yehuda and the Brisa, but we mean that Rebbe agrees that, that uh, the Akum and the Jewish girl result in the mamzer. How so? So again, in order for Rebbe to agree, we have to say that usually he has a shita that would make it seem like he would not agree. And yet, in this case, he does. How so? As follows. Right? So he says, the words that we said, right, in a brisa, that we said, that only according to Rabbi Kiva, right? Only Rabbi Kiva would consider the chalutza ke'erva, because don't forget, Rabbi Kiva is the most machmir shita when it comes to mamzerim. Rabbi Kiva holds that any union that's a lav results in a mamzer. So, in other words, right, the, the reason, so to speak, that mamzerus occurs is because it's an unsanctioned wedding, even if the kedushin atofis. So, for example, a chalutza, who you're not allowed to marry, Right, you're, you're a woman. There's an iser lav that's explicit. It's a pasuk in the chumash that if you right release a woman lo uh, never again can you be making a bias with her. So therefore, if you do chalitza, there's an iser lav of marrying her. If you do, she's like an erva, and Rabbi Akiva would hold that even though it's only an iser lav, you get a mamzer. But Rabbi himself doesn't hold Rabbi Akiva. How do we know? Because he says uh, because it says malalu That's that was a statement of. Of Rebbe, he, he said that only Rebbe Kiva holds this. So when he said that Rebbe Kiva is an outlier shita, the obvious implication is that Rebbe himself does not hold of the shita of Rebbe Kiva. And therefore, right, you would think that he holds that only Isure Kares result in Mamzeres. And yet we see that Be'ovid Kachav and Be'ebed Moda, yet Rebbe himself would agree, right, Hakol Modim is including Rebbe, that even though typically he holds Rebbe Kiva as an outlier shita, and he holds that you need to have an Issachar to be a Mamzer, and an Issachar does not result in Mamzeris in the case of an Ovid Kachavim and an Ebed, he agrees that it does result in Mamzeris. How do we know? These are all the cases where Avdimi came to. Babel from Eretz Yisrael and reported on all the halachas of the great Gadol of Yochanan and, and Rebbe and he would say, so he said, Mishum Rabbeinu, in the name of Rebbe, he said, Ovid kochavim be'eved abal ba'as Yisrael avlad mamzer. So you see, it was recorded by Rav Dimi who was in fact a very authoritative source, he had great notes and he was saying that Rebbe held that an Ovid kochavim and an Ovid abal ba'as Yisrael avlad mamzer, therefore he is the hakol modim that we are referring to. Alright, story time. Let's talk about Rebbe's halachas. So Rebbe Acha Sar Habira, he was so known as, right, the head of the, of this, of the capital. Rebbe Tanachon Berei de Rebbe Chia, Ish Kfar Ako, Rebbe Tanachon the son of Rebbe Chia, from Kfar Ako, Parak Hanhush Vuyasa de Asum Armon Letveria. So they did Pinyon Shruin. It's a great mitzvah. There were Jewish women who were captive 
wherever they were coming from, Armon, Armon sounds like Armenia, um, to Tveria, Tveria doesn't make any sense necessarily, because where they're coming to Israel, it's possible that, so there are other Gersos, that, doesn't, that it says it's not Tveria, it's a different place, uh, maybe it's Antuchia in Syria, be that as it may, they found these captives, and they were did pidyon shvum, and they were women, Jewish girls, and one of them was found pregnant. And you know, there was no Jews around, so clearly she had become impregnated by Sheikh. So now they don't know. They go to Rabbi Ami, the Rabbi over there, and they want to know what the status is of this fetus. So Rabbi said to them, So, the local rabbi, Rabbi Ami, quotes the great Gedolim, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Hanina, and based off of their psak, he paskins that the Vlad was a mamzer. Wow. So now, this, so, Amar Yosef, he said, what is this rabbi doing, Rabbi Ami? He's just collecting opinions, and he's basing a psak off of that? Right? In other words, what Rabbi Yosef is going to say is, wait a minute, I could also collect cheetahs that could say the opposite. In other words, Rabbi and Shmuel, very authoritative. They were, right, the author- art- authorities in Bavel. And Yeshua and Levi Bar-Kapara are authorities in Eretz Israel. Or some say, not Bar Kapara, but they say the Zikne Darom, the elders of the south, be that as it may. What are they, Paskin? Ovid Kacham Ve'ebed Abal Bas Yisrael Vlad Kasher. Right? So, whereas Ravami is quoting... Uh, reputable sources say the Vlad is a mom's there. Rav Yosef says, I could quote reputable sources to say that the Vlad is kosher. So he's saying, uh, you, if you had the Gadol Hador's psak, that would be one thing. And, and sure enough, I mean, we're talking about big names, right? Nobody's greater than Rabbi Yochanan, really, uh, per se, but Rav Shmuel and Babel, big stuff. So how is that machria? So El Amr, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, no, 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 Rebbe he. That would be authoritative. If you could say the name of Rebbe, that be authoritative. So now, right, this is he quoting the aforementioned um, halacha as quoted by Rav Dimi. Uh, well, Rav Dimi's notes on Rebbe were authoritative, and they said name of Rabbeinu. Now you see here the authority of Rebbe, that even Rabbi Yochanan, who is almost uh, uh, universally accepted in every psaq that he has, is def- we, we, we give precedence to the psaq of Rebbe. Okay? He's held over kochavim, the Eved Abal Bas Yisrael Havlad Mamzer, and sure enough, this psak that when an Akum or Eved is is right cohabits with a Bas Yisrael Havlad Mamzer is a psak of Rebbe, and that's how they held. Okay, however, Rabbi Shimon Levi Omer Havlad Mekulkal, he's not a Mamzer; he's what we would call impaired or a pogum, as we'd say. Right, you can't marry a Kohen. Let's see, Laman. Wait, what do you mean Mekulkal? Ile Melakal. If you're going to say, <laughs> right. What's the defect? So if the defect is with respect to the kal, so that is a mamzer. So there's no chiddush here. You're not going to say why? Why you just say mamzer? Be a little clearer, okay? Ha'amar avlad reshua avlad kasher. And don't forget, the same Rabbi Shua ben Levi was just quoted as saying that the vlad is kasher. So it can't be that he meant that he's mechulkal kal. He must have meant el lekahuna. He's mechulkal lekahuna. The chulu amorai demachshrei moidu shavlad pogum lekahuna mekalvachomer melmana. This is harking back to yesterday's daf, and the point here is that even those Amorim who say that the right the, the child born of a union of a Jewish female and an Akum, let's say, or an Eved, 
is not a mamzer, they're still going to agree that the child is going to be a pogum le kahuna. And that is kavachon from Almana that we said yesterday. Just like, so let's go through it. Ma Almana Lakoin Gadol says the Gemara, just like we know that in Almana Lakoin Gadol is an Isr Lav, but it's really a Sha'ini Sura Shavakol, it's an Isr Lav, but it's a very unique Isr, right? It's only to an, a Kohen Gadol and, a, and, and, there, and to nobody else, and yet still Bena Pogum. You still say that her child, as Rashi said yesterday, uh, that her daughter, right, her son can marry a Baskoin. Her daughter can't marry a coin. Bna, uh, right, the child is Pogum. What's this, Bna? So some Farshim say it could be Ben Bna. In other words, the grandson, if he was a male, would still be considered Pogum. Be that as it may. What? You say, Why can we do a Kalvachomer here? Well, I, that's a good question. I don't pretend to know the answer other than to say, we do have, we do have an idea of First of all, is this an onish? Is this an onish? You're like you see it as a, a consequence, but I don't know if it's an onish. Maybe it's just a consequence, but not pagum. To have a tainted right, to have a tainted uh, yichus is not necessarily an onish. It's just a consequence. Uh, so maybe that's the answer to your question. That's what I think the answer is. That ain't adin just means that we don't punish somebody. Uh, right, us as fle- flesh and blood. Uh, we can't in Bezdin or Rabban Chazal can't impose punishment uh, based off of the Kalvachomer, but the consequences are assumed to be baked into these halachas. That if it's true that the son or the child of a Manalakoin Gadol is going to be considered Pogum, Zushi Sur Shav Bakol, so Kalvachomer, right here, when, when it's, it's Usr in every case, right? No Jewish girl, whether she's Baskoin or Basisral, could ever cohabit with an Akum or an Eved, Knani, and therefore certainly her child, Din certainly her child, you would seem, assume is Pagum. So the Gemara then goes on to ask, as it did yesterday, is this Kalvachomer, does it even work? Because what is, so again, the, the Kal in the Almana is that it's unique that she's only Asr to the Kohen Gadol. Whereas the, the Chumr there uh, in the Jewish girl is that she's, uh, that no matter who she is, she's also to every, right? Any Jewish girl is also to any Akum. It has nothing to do with Kohen Gadol. It's not specific. It's Shavalach Kol. But the, right, but with the Almana, the Chumrah by the Almana is he Atzma Mitchalelet. What that he Atzma Mitchalelet means is, is that if her hubby, the Kohen Gadol, were to die of natural causes, right? So she would not technically be a Grusha, right? He was her first husband, the Kohen Gadol. And then he died of natural causes. So she never divorced, and yet she can't marry any Kohen because she had been married to the Kohen Gadol and she was not allowed to do that. That means he atzma mitchalelet. That is a chumrah. So once you have that chumrah, that chumrah does not apply to any other case. So it does apply to some cases, but it doesn't apply to the cases we spoke of yesterday. But here, it's not true because hachanami came in shenibzalop psala. Right? So the Gemara says, well, since this Jewish girl was nivela by, right, an Akum or an Eved, she also becomes puzzle, and therefore, that which we thought was the Chumrah, in other words, when you, if you could present the Chumrah by the Almana Lekoin Gadol, it doesn't exist, by the Jewish girl who was with the Eved, so then you've destroyed the Kalva Chomer. But if you could say that that Chumrah applies to the Jewish girl with the Eved as well, so then the Kalva Chomer should stand, right, because there is no scenario where you're more makil by her. However, it's not, it's not necessarily the Cholodeos that she becomes Psula, how so, that this girl who is with the Eved becomes Pasal. The Amr of Yochanan Mishim Rav Shimon, Minayin la'ovet kocham be'evet abala kohenes. 
So an Ovid Kochavim Ve'eved, who Baal HaKohenes Ve'alavia Ve'alisraelis Shepaslua. So there's another way of saying, how do we know that when an Ebed of Kachavim was boiled, any type of Jewish girl from any lineage that she's puzzled, Shenemar Uvas Kohen Kitiye Almana Ugrusha. Right? Which means from that Pasuk that Mishi Yeshlo Al Menus Vegerushin Ba. Yatsu Ovid Kachavim Ve'eved Shenemar Almanus Vegerushin Ba. In other words, the Pasuk says that if a Bas Kohen, right, if she becomes an Almana or a Grusha and she doesn't have any kids, the point there is that she can return and eat truma, right? So if she becomes, if she's a Bas Kohen, and even if she's a Grusha, so she can't marry a Kohen, but she can go back home, right? In other words, the girl got married, the Bas Kohen got married, and then she got divorced. So she can't marry another Kohen, but she can go home as a single woman and eat in her father's house. She can eat the truma, but that's only if there was Almanus Vagirish and Ba. That's only if she became divorced or an Almana for marrying a Jew, Right? But if she was married, so to speak, the condition is not toughest, but she was married to an Ovid Kacham or an Evid, right? So then, that Tumah, so to speak, that she gets from being with that Evid Kachavim or the, the Ovid Kachavim or the Evid, that Tumah doesn't go away and she is not invited to go back to her house, which means she's Nifsal. She's Nifsala, right? She's Nifsala and the litmus test is that she can't go back as a single girl to her parents' house, right? She's done shuva, so to speak, right? Now she wants to go back into the fold. She can go back into the fold. She's not allowed to eat uh, truma. All right. So now... So that is a, a question that we already had. Um, I don't remember how many dapim ago. If she... And the nanusa, does the nanusa have a status of a zona? You know, nitme'ah, nitme'ah, the Pasuk says nitme'ah. When it says nitme'ah, so some say, well, that is gives her a halachic status of a zona. And if she has the halachic status of a zona, then she would not be allowed to eat truma. And I do believe that that's a machlokas, if I recall, if memory serves. But, this is a, a woman willingly uh, going with the Right, this sounds like they went to Vegas and had a shotgun wedding. But, it, and so there certainly, it sounds like everybody would hold that she would not be allowed to eat truma. Um, and I think there is an outlaw. I think, I think we paskin that, that the Anusa can, I think. I don't remember, but I, I do, if memory serves, that's a machlokas. So, at the time that we learned that we were so deep in puppets that everything else became a blur. But anyway, but it was this Masechta. It was not that long ago. Okay. So Abaye is asking Rav Yosef like this. You know, you relied on the report of Rav Dimi that what? That he held, that Rebbe held that it was Usr. According to Rav Dimi, when Rav Dimi arrived in Bavel from Eretz Yisrael, he came to report that Rebbe held that a, a, a Jewish girl who's with an Ebed Ovid uh, Kachavim, that the child is a Mamzer. That was the report of Rav Dimi based on what uh, Rebbe's Shita was. But Abaye now says, Maybe that report was incorrect. The Chisamech the Ravin, you know, Ravin also came from Eretz Israel, and his notes from Rabbi Shir said differently. Because when Rav, right, Chisamech the Ravin, hold like Ravin, the Chisamech Ravin, Amar, hold like Ravin, because when Ravin came from Eretz Israel, he said, Rabbi Nassim, Rabbi Hanasi, whose nickname, so to speak, was Rabbi, right? Rabbi Nassim, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Morim Balahetera, and in case you didn't know, Uman Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Rabbi, 
And in fact, he's matir, the akum to the Jewish girl. Wow. And now we're going to have story time. Cases, right? Case studies where Amaraim Paskin, based off of this psaac, the Rebbe says that he's not a mom's there. As follows. Off Rav, Mori Bahatera. Right? We said Rav and Shmuel. Rav was Marhetta. That's, that's interesting, right? They didn't record that Rav and Shmuel said that he's a mom's there. Let's not get into that now. But it sounds like Rav was Marhetta at this point. Rav. The man came, no, no, Rav Shmuel, we said, was, was Mekil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Rabbi Yochanan who was, who was Machmer. Rabbi Shmuel, right. Rabbi Shmuel, the bubble of Rishub and Levi, Ubar Kapar, or the Chachmei Drom, right, right. So they were Mekil. So this is consistent. Good. So Afrav Mori Behetera. The who also the Rav. Somebody came in front of Rav. Wild story. Watch this. Amrila, he said, Ovid Kacham Be'ebed Abal Bas Yisrael Mahu. He said, so first he asked him the halacha. What do you say is the halacha of an Akum and Ebed Abal Bas Yisrael? So Amrila, Havlad Kosher. Vlad Kosher. That was his psak. Amrila, Havli Bartak. He said, okay, good. So can I marry your daughter? Apparently he was such a product of an, uh, right? His mom was Jewish. Dad, not so much. Okay. So Rav said, Lo uh, Cool your horses. I'm not going to marry her. You have to believe here that it wasn't really a good shidduch. Anyways. So Amar Shimi Barchir Rav. So Shimi Barchir said to Rav, Amar Inchi Gamle Madai Akaba Rakda. This is amazing. It's, it's a phrase. It's a phrase that people will say. In other words, if Rav is not going to follow through on his psak, right, how would he follow through? By letting his daughter marry this individual. Rav said that the Vlad is kosher. If he's not going to follow through, if he's not going to walk the walk after talking the talk, people will say, The way this phrase goes is as following. Somebody says, there's a word on the street. Word on the street is, there's a dance that, that in Madai, in this faraway place, a uh, camel can dance inside a, ba- um, a bucket. So, okay, so it's a far-flung idea. Let, let's believe it. Well, here we have a bucket and we have a camel, but we ain't dancing, meaning, right? Uh, the, if you have to corroborate the word on the street. Word on the street, Rav, is that you say that the, uh, right, that the Vlad is not a mamza, but you got you to gotta walk the walk. Right? Otherwise, people won't believe it. So, Amalei, inehavi, be Yeshua, benun, lo yavina labarte. He says, I have to tell you, if this, if this guy was as great as Yeshua benun, I wouldn't let him marry my daughter. That makes it worse. So, so this is now, Rav Shimi is trying to advocate, right, for this non mamzer who was born of, right, of a Jewish mother and a non Jewish father. He says, well, you know what? He helped be Yeshua benun, imar, yeah, if he had the Chachibah Shishu Nun, then, you know, Karen Traub would have him on the top of the Shidduch list because everybody would know that he's, you know, he's the goods, that he's the real deal. He would have a big shame. He'd be a superstar in the Shidduch scene. And if you didn't marry him, somebody else would marry him, right? If your daughter didn't marry him, his Shidduch prospects would be great. He's a Shishu Nun. Ha'imar lo yavle, but this guy doesn't have that kind of clout. He doesn't have that kind of street cred. And if your daughter doesn't marry him, nobody's going to marry him. So you're condemning this poor single guy, right, to a life of, of not having any shidduch prospects. So Lava calls him a kame. Rav wouldn't change his mind. And Yoiv Be'ein Rav set his eyes on this man, and the man died. You didn't expect that end of the story. Uh, you have to believe it was not a good shidduch. And that 
Rav was in a true conundrum. In other words, Rav didn't kick him out. He was just kind of super stuck. It would have been a terrible shidduch. He was not going to give up his daughter. This is a great contrast. You ever hear the story of the Rashash? They have a story of the Rashash. Andrew, you're going to love this story. I, or hate it. I'm not sure. I, I was confused by the story. The Rashash uh, was a great gadol, and he lent and he once um, lent somebody money, actually to the butcher of the town. The butcher was having like a low lull, so he lent the money, and the butcher returned the money to him. The Rashash was learning, engrossed in his learning at the time. Took the big envelope of cash, put it in the safer that he was learning, and uh, forgot about it completely. Okay, so then he goes after thirty days to get the money back. The butcher said, "I paid you." The Rashash said. I have no recollection of that. I'm sorry. You see, even the great Gedolim, right? We're all human beings, right? Flesh and blood. Had zero recollection. He was so engrossed in his learning was the Rishash that he didn't, uh, okay, that he didn't remember. So they went to Bezdin. The Rishash says, I don't remember. Uh, the din there was that the butcher had to pay him. Uh-oh. That's what they poskined. Maybe, okay. Anyway, forget about that halacha. We're not learning Ezekiel yet. But the point is, that was a psak at the time, which ended up in the butcher getting run out of town because everybody thought that he swindled the Rashash, who had tremendous, right, obvious... Okay, so what did he do? The butcher goes to the Rashash. Oh, no. So then the Rashash learns one day, opens up the safer. None of the Sfarim in the Rashash library were like, had the binding, you know, where you open it up and you can hear the glue come off. They were all very well worn. And so sure enough, eventually he got back, Hadron Alach, right, to the same spot, sees the envelope and all of a sudden remembers, feels so bad. The butcher had already been run out of town, he wants to bring back time. He said, I'll give a share clothing to the whole community. Tell them, so they're going to, so, so the butcher said, not good enough. People are going to think that you are just being a nice guy because they know you're a nice guy. You're the Rashash after all and that you have Rachmanus on me because my whole life got shattered from this incident. So he said, okay. So he married off his daughter to this butcher and the butcher's life was restored because he wouldn't, uh, you know, that, that he put his money where his mouth was, so to speak, or his daughter where his money was. You know what I mean? So the point is, that's not what Rav did. So you have to believe that in one case it was a good shidduch in the case of... Right, who paid for the wedding. In one case, it was a good shidduch, and in another case, it's not, bad. It's not a good shidduch. You know, even the gadolim sometimes get into an, you know, an irresolvable conundrum, and, and that was Rob's situation. Okay. I have to say that over because, you know, this whole idea, um, it, it might sit poorly with, with people. We want to be miyashev the situation. Okay. All right. So that was Rav. So, so we say, Af Rav Masna Lahetera. And Rav Masna, Af Rav Masna Lahetera. He also did a heter, meaning to say that the Vlad was not a mom's liver. So we have now a collection of Rabbanim who are actually memora heter and said that in this union, in fact, the Vlad is not a mom's liver. A man of, you know, right, of such descent, Jewish mom, non-Jewish dad, went to Rabbi Yehuda and Amalei zil itamar onesiv bas minach. So what was the psak? So he goes to Rabbi Yehuda. So, you know, this is like uh, Rabbinics 101. What do, you, what do you say to such a person, right? It's the Shidduch prospects are not great. So he said, you know what? Go hide yourself, locate to a different town, or marry a girl of your own type, meaning if you could find a girl whose parents are Jewish mother, non-Jewish dad, so that would be one, one patent. That's one way to do it, right? Same sort of wrong on the Shidduch right, uh, meter in terms of status. Or go to another town, watch this, conceal your identity. Okay, so people don't know who your parents are, 
you'll be the new kid on the block, but you're a Chashav Yeshiva guy, and you can marry the Rosh Yeshiva's son uh, or, or daughter. And if not, maybe the Mashkiach's daughter. Now, Tosfos asks, because the last Tosfos of here, Zil Itmar, isn't that Gnevas Das? Can you really conceal your identity like that? That's an interesting question. Um, well, maybe not. Maybe in this particular case, it's not exactly Gnevas Das, because uh, he's a great guy, and he's kosher after all. It's not like, so if I sell you a car, but it doesn't have, you know, I don't know, a carburetor, I know nothing about cars, and I don't tell you that, so then, so then uh, that's Ganevas Das, right? I sell you an electric car with no battery. So that's Ganevas Das, because I concealed something from you that has a real impact on you. But here, it's, it's not a, it's a, it's a gum only in terms of reputation, right? The Vlad is kosher. Right, so so if you marry uh, a girl, it would become in reputation. Of course, you wouldn't be able to marry a coin, right? Anyway, be that as it may, that was the psak. But you see that the vlad's kosher. Okay. And when he went to Rava, he said the same thing. Either go to Gullus, in this case it means, or marry one of your own. So you see from these suggestions, in other words, if the vlad was a mamzer, he certainly would not want to proliferate mamzer spiestral. The Vlad was a mamzer. The rabbi would never say, "Go, go to Silver Spring, and 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 marry and marry Jew and don't tell anybody." No, that they would never do. That proliferates mamzer. But if it's no harm, no foul, so then certainly, right? Then it's just a matter of reputation. Go somewhere else where the reputation won't follow you, and you'll be able to get married. And therefore, it is an indication that they hold that the Vlad is kosher. Okay. A related question. The residents of Nei Mechsa asked Rabbi the following question. Wow. The hybrid. Right? They hadn't thought about this yet on, in, uh, in the liberal. <laughs> they, they, they didn't think that somebody could be half and half yet. Uh, wait for it. But the point is, how do you become half and half? Uh, easy. You have a joint ownership of an Eved and one of the owners releases his share. Now this person is in true conundrum because Avadim have... They can have their own halachas. Ben Choren have their own halachas. But if someone is both, they really are, the shidduch prospects are ruined. And we'll see how far that goes. Well, it goes, it says like this. I'm a, what? What? So this is an evakanani, yeah. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, um, Kedusha Saguf here. So Amr Lahu. Hashta Ebed Kulo Amin and Kasher. Right? So, this was the, so this is what they asked Rabbah. They said, what, what's the recourse for the Chatsi Ben Choren? So he said, wait a minute. Maybe we could do a Kalvachomer. If he was a full Evan Kanani, right? So he can only marry Avadim. But, so, and still we say that if he marries, or whatever, if he cohabits with a Jewish girl, we, all of these right, opinions say that the Vlad is kosher. So the Vlad is kosher even with a full Shagans. So what are you going to say? That, that if he's half Ben Choren, that he's okay? That, that, he's, that he's not okay? So that if so, what are you going to say that the half of him that's a ben choren is going to make him worse than a full shegetz? Why would that be? So Rabbi Yosef Mara de Shmaita. Rabbi Yosef says, "Well, how about this? The author of that Shmaisa Manu who says that Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is the one right who said that she that in fact he's fit to marry right that that the child of an over kachavim." And a Jewish girl is in fact a kosher, as we are in Memheon Beis. But Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda himself said, Right? However, Rabbi Yehuda, so here is the point, right? They wanted to say, 
um, right, the Rabbah wanted to say that we have a Kavachomer. If a full on Shegitz, the child is kosher, then a Chatsi Menchoren, the child should also be kosher. He said, no. Rabbi Yehuda, in fact, holds that if a Jewish girl was a full on Shegitz, the Vlad is kosher. But he holds that if a Chatsi Evan or Chatsi Menchoren was with a Jewish girl, the Vlad is what? A Mamzer. Ain lo Takana is how you say Mamzer. Oh. So, obviously, the Kavachomer of Rabbah doesn't work. Why not? This follows. Because Ki'itma de Rabbi Yehuda, so we see Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, is it a contradiction with Rabbi Yehuda? Or Rabbi Yehuda could say the following. Kagon de Kaddish Bas Yisrael, the nimsa tzad avdash shabo mishtamish v'yesishish. How do you like that? The reason why Rabbi Yehuda could justify that he's going to say that the child born to a Jewish woman from a fallen shegetz is kosher, but born from a chatzim evan chatzim and is a mamzer, is because the chatzim evan chatzim and works like this. Watch this. The ben chorin marrying her is like a real wedding, kosher, right? Shomrei Yamuna wedding with Nasi Gross. And the Eved part is as if he is cohabiting with her, and thus he's like with an Aishas Ish. Whoa! That is amazing, right? So simultaneous, like Siamese, so to speak. Even though it's the same woman, his, right, his non-Jewish half is, con- is cohabiting with his Jewish, fully married half. Gemara says, really? You know, the Nahardian said in the shame of Yaakov that uh, that if even B'pnuya, that if you have right a again the Evid with a Pnuya right we didn't talk yet about whether this Jewish girl that we talked about was an Asius Isher or not well obviously up until now I think it should be obvious we were talking not about an Asius Ish Asius Ish is a totally different thing we were talking about a single Jewish girl right. Who went, who went to Gaisha College. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean. Single Jewish girl who ended up with this guy. And in that particular case, right, uh, that was the case where we said, Mom's there. So that's what the Nardian said, right? They said that the Divra Apostle, Apostle of Philobipnuya, that our case of the Akum is clearly about a single Jewish girl. The Divra, Machshir, Machshir, Philobatius Ish. But he who rules that he's Machshir, he's Machshir even in Ashish Ish. That is an amazing, right, Kula. That if you have, again, chas v'shalom, a married Jewish woman who basically had an affair with a guy, so then that child is going to be kosher. Why? Because, again, because that, that's, that the guy is not necessarily considered, right, uh, if a Jew, obviously, so then that is obviously a problem, but if it's a non-Jew, maybe it's Zerim Susim, as you say, maybe it's different, like, as follows. Because we have a puzzle that teaches you this, as follows. Man the puzzle savar, the, the, the Pasuk of Eishas Av, right, says, says, has two Psukim that are next to each other. You've got to look at, at Dvarim, Perik, Chaf, Gimel, and you'll see the first three Psukim there, and you'll see, Al-Mamzer Bakal, right? And the next one is, says, the next Pasuk says that a, a person can't take the wife of his father, okay? So what does that mean? Eishas Av. Person can't take the wife of his father. So it says, Man the Pasuk Mamzer, just like and Ashish Av is an erva, and there's no Tfisus Kiddush, and therefore the Vlad is mom's there. Av called the Lotav Tzibu Kiddush, and the Vlad mom's there. Similarly, any case where there's no Tfisus Kiddush, which, by the way, is the case, obviously, with an Akum, so then the Vlad should be mom's there, right? And therefore, the Vlad is always a mom's there in all of those cases, even if she's a Pnuya, okay? Uman de Savar, uh-oh, 
they also take the same juxtaposition of the Psukim, and he's makshir as follows. He says, right, when you have an Ashes Av, so obviously, vis a vis the erva, right, the, the son, he, the condition is not tofus. But anybody else, uh, once, right, the Ashes Av can, right, the, the condition would be effective uh, after the fact. And therefore, just like that, you have a mamzer. So too, any time the condition is not tofes, right, but effective with somebody else, the child is a mamzer. Lafuke over kocham What the lotafsi biu kedushin klal, right? When ever kochavim, right? Over the kochavim and avadim. So this is what Rashi explains how we learn that. That we know this idea, right? You've heard this idea of of zerim susim, right? The the uh, that when you have a shegetz, right? When you have the akum, the kiddushin, that that union is not considered a kiddushin ever. That's never considered an actual kiddushin. Oh. So if it's never considered an actual kiddushin, there's no tefisas kiddushim. And when there's no tefisas kiddushim, the child is not a mamzer. Okay? So, again, if you say that the union of a Jewish girl with a non-Jew is puzzled, then it's puzzled even in a pnuya. But if you say that the union of a Jewish girl with a non-Jew is kosher, then even if she was an ashes ish, the vlad is kosher. Because again, there's no ishus by the akum. So granted, it's a terrible situation, but the vlad is kosher. Amazing. So, so then if the vlad is kosher, so then what's the, what's the story? Again, how do we go back to Rabbi Yehuda? He was a chazi Evan chazi ben Chorin. So fine, the ben Chorin part of him had a real kiddushin with this Jewish girl. But despite the fact that the Evet part of him, it's as if he's cohabiting with an Ashes Ish, the Vlad should still be kosher if you hold that the Vlad's kosher. So it must be that the case of Rabbi Yehuda is when the Chatsi Evet, Chatsi Ben Charen, was not Boel An, this is the best day of my life now, Barry's here. Chatsi Evet, Chatsi Ben Charen is not uh, an Ashes, right? The Chatsi Evet, Ben Charen was not a Pnuya, but rather. The Chatsi Evan, Chatsi Ben Choren, was Boel and Ashes Ish. And therefore, what? Why is the Vlad puzzle? The Vlad is puzzle not because of the Tzad Akum Shebo. It takes us out of the question of what happens when an Akum is with a Jewish girl and brings us back into right, the world of Jews being Boel Ashes Ish, Chasm Shalom. Right? So the Tzad Cheres Shebo is a Jew being Mishtam Ashes Ish. And that's why the Vlad is going to be possible. That's the question. Okay. So let's say a story time. Barry, you came for story time halfway down. Amalei Ravina. Did you give Barry Mazel Tov? Oh, Barry, you get a Mazel Tov? Yes, my granddaughter got engaged. Wow, Mazel Tov, Barry, and welcome back. Thank you. You should have a lot of nachas. So Amalei Ravina, Amalei Rav Gaza, Ikla Rav Yossi Bar Avin La'asrin. Rav Gaza told me the following story. Rav Yossi Bar Avin once visited our place. At the time, he came to visit, and they say, hey, Rabbi, guess what? There was an unmarried woman, a Pnuya. She was with a slave, and we declared him, and, and, and he said, yeah, kosher. However, there was a, an Evid with an Ashish Ish, and Pasil. Wow. Well, that means that he disagreed with the Nardaim. Don't forget, the Nardaim said that an Evid with a, right, once you say that it's kosher, then it's going to be pos- kosher even with an Ashish Ish. And once you say that's puzzle, it's going to be puzzle even with Pnuya. Here, they said, oh, if she's a Pnuya, it's kosher. If she's an Ashish, it's puzzle with the Evan. So that's not like the Naradaim. 
or a different version of that story. Personally, Rav Gaza told me the story. So this is not third-hand information. He said, Sorry, Ravina. You got the story all wrong. It was Rav Yossi Rabbi Zvida. And yeah, when he came, he actually agreed with the Nardin. You have to say, maybe Ravina and Ravashi heard different stories of different rabbis. Be that as it may, right? Amalei Rav Acha Bedrei the Rav Ravina Ikla Amemer Laasrin and Rav Acha Bedrei the Ravina the Rav said to Ravina that Amemer visited our place. And he did like the Nahardaim. So it's unclear whether we hold like the Nahardaim or not. Uh, be that as it may, what's the final halacha, guys? Like the Nardaim, like Rebbe, uh, if an Ovid Kachavim is boil on a Bas Yisrael, it's a terrible thing, but he's going to be, the Vlad is going to be considered kosher. Story time. Rabbi said that Mari Barachel is kosher, and not only that, right, the child of such a union, Rava said that he was kosher. Not only that, he gave him an important position in town. And even though he said in a different b'risa, Som Tasim Alecha Melech, that when the Pasuk says, Som Tasim Alecha Melech in Dvarim, we learn from that, uh, that when you make appointments, should be like one of your, you know, Mishalanu, as we say in, in, in Hebrew, like one of us. Hi, so, okay, but hi, so normally you would think it should be somebody of good yichus, yeah, but his mother is Jewish, therefore he's Jewish. He was Mishalanu, right? He, that, there's not, nothing to say that he's not one of us. Another story. An interesting story. So, a, uh, right, a non-Jewish girl, uh, we'll call her Ivanka or whatever, she's in a mikvah, right? But and in, in the mikvah, she's going into the mikvah because she was a nida and she wants to purify herself. Okay? Atvala. But yet we say, that's Lashem Intasa. Right? In other words, Lashem Intasa is for the sake of being a wife. Okay? So she had her doing it, Lashem Intasa. I can tell her that she is kosher based off of this tvila and her daughter's kosher. Now, again, this is... Uh, this is complicated. You have to look at the, not that complicated. The point is, once you understand, according to Mepharshim, that this was a woman that was going through the conversion process and happens to be that she was purifying herself in the mikvah, which is part of the conversion process. So you understand, it's just a question of what was the kavana here and is this considered a good conversion? Let's see, right? So ba vratza. So ba kederavasi. How can I say that she's kosher? Like Ravasi says, Dama Ravasi, mi lo tavla nidusa, Right? It, once she's tovel and you do so, now that's not something that the Gaim do. That's what Rashi says, right? What Rashi learns here, Tosfos understands a little bit differently because he says, I don't understand. If you're tovel and nida, so usually you don't have a, a bunch of dudes watching you, right? You don't have a bezdin. If you're tovel and geiris, then you need a bezdin to, so to speak, witness that tevila. So the two tevilas are not the same. Explains Tosos, maybe they are. Even if you're Tova Lagaris, right? You don't really need to be watching her in the water necessarily. You can sort of trust it, right? That she went in and she's telling you that she went in. Obviously, she's part of a conversion process. And so we assume the Tevila according to Tosos. And therefore, yes, we understand that she was Tovel. We don't have to see it with our own eyes. And therefore, the case could be the same, which is to say, the woman goes into the mikvah. Now, she is in the conversion process. Only a Jewish woman is, is, goes to the mikvah for Nida also, 
right? So it's clear that she went in with intentions of being a Jewish woman. That's the point that Ravasi is making. Therefore, obviously she's considering herself a Jew already. So, so that's why she's kosher. That's what Rashi tells us to explain. That we could say that that tefillah works as her tefillah for Nida and the conversion. And Bivras, so once she's kosher, Bivras, as we've said. Once she's kosher, she's Jewish. Once the mom's Jewish, then it doesn't matter who the father is, she's going to be considered, the Vlad will be considered kosher. So, mind you, this Vlad is a union of, let's say, of that mikvanite, meaning post tefillah. This is not a pregnant woman that went into the mikvah. I think it goes without saying. Okay. Final story. Person was called the son of an Armenian woman. That was not a nice nickname because they said you're a son of a of a, of a shiksa. That was the case. That was an unfair nickname because she was Tabalinidusa. That's the case where Ravasi said that, that she, the Vlad is kosher. So in other words, they called him bad name. You're not supposed to do that. But really, he was kosher. Similarly, Ahuda Havakar Le Bar Arma. Or was she Arma, Armiyasa, Armenian, Armenian? I don't know the difference. Be that as made, they're calling her son of a shiksa. That was a, a different thing. That was when the title was un, unjustified. Oh, a man. In the first one, it's a woman. The second one is a man. So in the first one, it's a woman because, and it's unjustified because she was Tobal and Idasa. Second one, it's a man. We say your, your dad was, was over the Kachavim. If Shimon Levi, that's not a nice nickname because after all, he, in fact, not only was his mother Jewish, but even his father was Tobal himself from a Balkari. And so that has to be that he was, that he was Jewish. That's what, that's what we say over here. That a Balkari, right, shouldn't, uh, that the, the father believed himself to be Jewish, right? And since, that's a Jewish practice that would actually qualify, again, to be mutter bakal as a proper conversion. You should be mutter lava bakal. So we leave here three lines up from the bottom of Memeham Bays. Everybody have a great Pesach. Yeah.